0: Any relationship worth its weight in gold is going to go through its own fair share of disagreements. However, disagreements do not have to be a bad thing. In fact, they can be a very healthy, productive way of strengthening a relationship if done correctly. And so in this episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'm going to be sharing some tips that are going to prove insightful when it comes to fighting fairly. So, Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine. And I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. So welcome to another Live with me, Dr. Yuandi. I'm a medical doctor based here in Toronto. I am a therapist at CAMI Counseling Services, where we help professionals, executives, entrepreneurs, Feel better one step at a time in their professional lives and their personal lives. In my practice, I see a lot of women. Actually, right now, my practice is 100% women. And a lot of the stress that they come to me with center around their relationships. And it could be a relationship with a spouse, it could be a relationship with their children, it could be a relationship with their boss. And so we're going to talk specifically today about how to fight fairly, how to fight fairly. I'm one person who 100% believes that any kind of relationship that is worth its weight in gold, you're going to get to a point where there is a disagreement. Any relationship where the two of you are showing up authentically, honestly, when you're showing up as the full version of yourselves, there's going to be some sort of disagreement. Not all the time are you going to agree and see eye to eye. The problem is that many of us don't actually know how to enter or engage a disagreement in a way that is productive and in a way that is not going to cost the relationship altogether. Many of us don't know how to express our views without being harmful or receive a differing view without feeling offended. And so disagreements are bound to happen. I've seen it time and time again. And in fact, studies have shown that when a disagreement happens, depending on how you solve the disagreement, the relationship can actually get stronger. And so the purpose of today's discussion is to really share some of the mistakes that I see when people engage in a disagreement and the mistakes that show up time and time and again. And of course, what you can do instead. There's a quote that says, all is fair in love and war. I'm sure you've heard that quote before, all is fair in love and war. But I would actually say that that is not true. All is not fair in love and war. All is not fair in a disagreement. There are certain things that are faux pas, especially if you're hoping to have a production productive result in a disagreement. Many times we think that, okay, when we have a disagreement, the point is to argue and the point is to express your views and express your feelings and express your thoughts and all of that, which is great. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure that the outcome of that isn't the detriment of a relationship or isn't the fracture of a relationship. Now, one of the very first things that I see a lot of people do, the mistakes that they make when it comes to disagreements is not considering the timing of the disagreement. And of course, there are times when you can't really Plan a disagreement. But when you start to notice that a conversation is getting to a point where things are getting heated or you really aren't seeing eye to eye, many times the most productive thing to do is to end the conversation there, change the topic and then bring it up at a time when it is more conducive to have a productive engagement, a a productive discussion. Or sometimes something may have bothered you. Maybe someone said something or did something that didn't quite sit with you and you really want to address it. Many of the times, some of us would want to address it there and then and nip things in the bud, so to speak, we're not cognizant of, okay, maybe this is not the right time. It could be in the middle of a meeting, for example, and maybe your boss or a colleague or the director says something that you don't agree with. Some people would argue, no, it's important for you to address it then and there. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's highly inappropriate to address it then and there. So say, for example, there might be an investor's meeting and maybe your boss says something that isn't exactly accurate. If it's something that can be let go of, let it go. Let it go. Some things, like I say, have to be addressed then and there. And in that season, in that time, it's important for you to use your discretion. But check the temperature of the environment. Notice who is there. Think about the consequences of bringing up a differing point of view In that particular situation, the last thing you want to do is embarrass your boss or embarrass a colleague or say something that could put, if you're representing an organization, might misrepresent the organization because what that will end up doing is backfiring on you such that future opportunities might not be brought to you. In relationships, it's the same thing. It's very important for us to be discretionary when we disagree or when we want to bring up something that we don't necessarily see eye to eye with somebody else. Checking the temperature, take the temperature of the context, be discerning about, is this a good time to bring up this thing that I feel like is bothering me or this thing that happened that I I feel like I need to address. So that's the one thing that I see people make the mistake is that something happens, they feel like they need to address it then and there, but they don't realize that timing Bringing it up is actually going to cost them at the end of the day. So the next mistake that I see people making over and over again when it comes to disagreements is bringing up things that are completely irrelevant to the topic at hand. So we start talking about, okay, who's going to pick up the kids after work today? And then we end up at, you never call my (laughs) siblings and you're not a good in-law, right? It's like, okay, how did the one topic end up to the next. So keeping things focused. When debates and when disagreements get heated, what ends up happening is people then start to pull out different scenarios just to either cause pain, either to save face, right? They end up bringing up examples that are completely irrelevant to the topic at hand. So like I say, disagreements are completely a natural part of being a human being and engaging in human relationships. But it's important that when you're bringing up something that you didn't like, maybe somebody did something that you didn't like, keeping it focused, keeping it focused because your message will get completely lost, especially if you're trying to elicit a change in behavior. So if you're talking about picking up the kids from school and there is a disagreement, oh, I have a meeting, you have a meeting... And then the next thing is, well, you never inform me when your meetings are. You're a bad communicator. That's how last week my sister called you and you didn't answer the phone. And it's like, OK, wait, where did we get from picking the kids up from school to engaging with my in-laws? And so I find that many times people don't stay on task. And so in that kind of situation, it's important to, especially if you're the one tempted to start to bring in examples from the past to try to prove your point, what's going to end up happening is you're going to say something and then the person you're discussing with is going to say something else and it leads to what we call an escalation. And at that point, nobody is even communicating. You're just talking. So really staying focused and really understanding what is it that you want to achieve at the end of this conversation? What is it that you want to achieve at the end of this dialogue? how do we make it as productive as possible? And staying focused, staying on task is really important. One thing I always suggest is that if you know that you're going into a conversation that could be potentially emotionally charged, or you know that, okay, we've been down this road before, this is something that could get really heated, practice what it is that you're going to say practice what you're going to say. You might actually want to take your notes app from your phone. You might actually want to take a pen and paper and just write down, okay, these are the points that I want to get across because many times when it becomes emotionally charged, we lose focus. We lose focus. I don't know if anyone has ever experienced a situation where you go into a conversation and by the time the conversation is done, like the points that I even wanted to get across, I didn't get across. I didn't get them across because we got so distracted by talking about all sorts of different things that you left the conversation and it wasn't productive at all. So I would offer that you pick just one area of focus. What is the one problem that you're trying to solve from this discussion? What is the one problem that you're trying to solve from this conversation, right? You know that it's going to be a conversation that can lead to a big fight or a big argument, so to speak. But going in with focus, it's going to diminish the likelihood that an emotionally charged argument is going to evolve. It is very possible to sit down and have a conversation with someone about something that's very difficult without it ending in this blow up where one person either walks out or hangs up the phone or the other person withdraws. You know, many times when we enter a situation where we are in disagreement with another person, And, you know, the minute somebody says, we need to talk, when are you free? Already your guard is up. Already you know that this is not going to be a comfortable situation. And so your guard is already going to be up. You're already thinking about, okay, if they say this, I'm going to say this back. You're already thinking about how you're going to defend yourself. And that is a normal human reaction to when you feel like you're about to be attacked. Whether it's someone who's about to attack your work performance or someone who's about to attack how you keep your home, right? They might have comments about how you raise your kids and you already are prepared with your defenses up, right? And so one thing to take away from that is that, yes, your defenses will go up, but try not to attack back. Because what that looks like is somebody comes in and says, well, you never hand in your work on time. Then your attack back, your counter attack might be, well, you weren't clear about the deadline. So how was I supposed to know when to hand in the work? And then it becomes this attack and defend and attack and defend and attack and defend, right? When things like that happen, it's important to just take a pause and realize that instead of attacking back, one trick that I have is to ask questions, ask questions like, or when were you expecting the work to be delivered? Or instead of saying, well, you didn't make the deadline clear, turning it into a question and asking, oh, when were you expecting the work to be delivered? That is less likely going to evoke a sense of attack in the other person. And you're more likely to get clarity on next time please make the deadline clearer, okay? So instead of going on this back and forth attack and defense, ask a question in a way that is more neutral. So that way that other person doesn't feel attacked and doesn't feel like they need to defend themselves, all right? The next thing that I see happening is the inability to see the situation from the other person's perspective. So like I say, when two people come together, it's inevitable that at some point there will be a disagreement there absolutely will be a disagreement, especially in more close relationships, close working relationships, close personal relationships. You're never going to 100% see eye to eye. But the problem is that when we are set on our own point of view, we dig our heels in and we refuse to see things from the other person's perspective. And truthfully, those perspectives to an outsider could be just as equally valid because the two of you are coming from different backgrounds. You're coming from different experiences. You might look at the same situation and see it two different ways. Doesn't mean that one person is right and one person is wrong. It's just two different perspectives. The example that I often will share with people is say you're walking down the street, you're walking down the the pavement, the sidewalk, and you see a big six, the big number six on the ground. And you're looking at the number six. You're looking down at the number and somebody else is coming from the opposite direction. They're looking at the same figure, but what they see is a number nine. So a completely different perspective, the exact same figure, but a completely different perspective. And many times when we enter into a disagreement, we are so stuck in our own way of looking at the situation and we're convinced that it's the right way, that we refuse to see that, you know what, this person might have a point based on their point of view. They might have a valid point based on where they're standing. And so the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and try to see things from their perspective can really, really help the productivity of a dialogue when you actually come into a conversation. Even if it's a heated conversation, saying words as simple, you know what? I see your point. I see your point. I see where you're coming from. This is where I am coming from. Having that ability to empathize with the person can go such a long way in allowing your conversations to be productive instead of destructive. Okay. So really being able to see things from a different point of view, really having empathy for the person that you're having that conversation with, and then also having a goal. What is your goal? Because many times what I see is that people want to prove their point each and every time. Sometimes you have to pick your battles, right? Sometimes you have to pick your battles. I'm constantly working with people who will say, okay, this happened, I'm ready to send an email and I want to put that person in their place or send a message or a phone call. Some battles are just not worth fighting, okay? Not everything has to be escalated into a serious conversation, right? Especially because you can't control how a person behaves. Uh, You can do all the communicating you want, you can do all the insisting that you want, but the truth is that, At the end of the day, it's the other person's decision to change, right? If you're trying to elicit a change in somebody else, it's their decision to change. And sometimes you have to ask yourself, this situation, is this worth fighting? It's not everything that you see that turns into a disagreement. It's not every disagreement that you have that you need to necessarily vocalize. Sometimes we have to learn to just keep our peace and keep it moving. And I'm specifically speaking to those of us who feel compelled each and every time to make our views known all the time. Each and everything that happens, you want to make your views known, you want to make sure that the person knows that they're wrong, you want to show that, you know, they're doing things wrong. You know, sometimes we have to learn how to let things go, right? We have to discern what situation is worth speaking up about and correcting or whatever that might look like, discussing, and what situations are, you know, they're not even worth your time. Many of us need to learn that lesson because what ends up happening, it becomes this destructive pattern of something happens, you take offense to it, and the next thing you know, you're making phone calls, you're sending emails, you're doing all these things that end up making you look bad at the end of the day. So we really need to learn, okay, what conversations are worth having, what disagreements are worth bringing out vocally, and what disagreements are worth, you know what, I disagree, but I'm just going to hold my peace. I know, but that inability to to accept criticism, right, or accept correction is really bad for relationships. And so whenever there's a disagreement and someone brings to your attention your role in things that haven't gone well and you get defensive instead of seeing that, you know what, I really didn't do what I was supposed to. I didn't show up the way I was supposed to. So defensiveness is one of those things that really harms relationships. The next is contempt, right? And contempt meaning just being nasty, being mean. You know, a lot of people will say that, well, I'm just being honest or I'm blunt. You know, I'm direct. I don't mince my words. But that's actually contempt when you say things in a way that is hurtful, is harmful, right? I see a lot of times where people will, you know how they say you hit below the belt when you're in an argument and all of a sudden someone is bringing out your insecurities. Maybe that you have a child challenging relationship with um, one of your siblings and you have that insecurity about being a good sister or a good friend, for example, and somebody brings that into an argument and says, you know, that's how you're such a terrible sister. That's how you're such a terrible friend. That is hitting below the belt. And that would fall under the category of contempt. Those are some things that we really need to avoid when we are in a disagreement with someone is bringing out their insecurities and using it against them. Some people may have confided in us, you know, as you're a friend, a close friend, or even a partner, a husband, you've confided in your husband and Next thing you're in an argument and they turn around and use that thing that you've confided in them against you. That's a big no-no in relationships and it can really, really harm the relationship, especially when it comes to disagreement. So contempt, being sarcastic, you know, in your comments, being hurtful, spiteful in your comments are really, really bad. Even if you are having a heated disagreement, like I said before, not everything is fair in love and war. And that is definitely one of those things you want to avoid. The other thing is what's called stonewalling. Some of us will call it silent treatment, okay? So whenever there's a disagreement, something happens, you don't agree with it. And instead of, you know, picking a good time to communicate it and state it in a way that it will be well received, you withdraw. You act cold, you become unavailable, you become unresponsive. You're in the same room and everybody can tell that you're tense, that you're no longer available, you've withdrawn. On. You've gone into silent treatment mode. Many of us have a PhD in this particular art, right? Which is very harmful for relationships. Stonewalling, silent treatment, um, withdrawing—it's—it's it's hurtful and it's harmful for relationships. Even when there's been a disagreement, the best thing to do is talk it out have a dialogue about it productively instead of withdrawing, because what happens is it confuses people. It causes people to question whether you are in this relationship or not. Are you on your way out? Are you thinking about how you're going to leave, right? People start to make up all sorts of stories about why you're no longer engaging with them in the relationship. And so silent treatment is also a big no-no when it comes to disagreements. And so I've talked about contempt. I've talked about stonewalling or silent treatment. I've talked about defensiveness and then criticism is the last one. Criticism is the last, and I think I've mentioned criticism in different examples where you're coming in to have a conversation with someone, there's a disagreement and they start to criticize you and say things that are completely off the table and off point. They may criticize your punctuality. They may criticize your cleanliness. They may criticize your appearance. They may criticize your whatever it might be, your choice of career. And it's like, you know, these are completely irrelevant to the disagreements that we're having, especially if the criticisms are things that you're already insecure about. Or if you're the type of person who, when you go into a relationship or an argument, you start to bring up things that the other person is insecure about. And so I've said several different things today. And at the end of the day, the main point that I want to carry across is that having a disagreement with someone Having a differing opinion, having a conversation that didn't really sit well with you, them saying something that didn 't really sit well with you, those are all normal parts of a normal human relationship. so whenever couples tell me we never fight or we never disagree right When I say fight, I mean disagree i don 't mean physical fighting um, or we never disagree we 're always on the same page. I question whether one or both of them are actually being authentic, because there is no way that two people will never disagree on something. So it's a normal part of a human, the human experience. And studies have actually shown that when people go through a disagreement together, or they go through some sort of adversity or challenge together, Their bond can actually get stronger if it is managed appropriately, right? So they can come out of that disagreement actually stronger than they were before going into the disagreement because they've grown through that. They've learned how to have effective dialogue. They've learned how to see things from each other's perspective and empathize with one another. So there's a lot of growth that can happen from a disagreement, The problem is that we need to disagree effectively, we need to disagree appropriately, we need to disagree kindly. You can disagree kindly, right? And some of the things that I've mentioned earlier, like making sure that when you're bringing up a discussion about something that you don't agree with, making sure that the environment is conducive for an effective dialogue, making sure that you're able to see things from the other person's perspective, even though you might not agree with their perspective, making sure you can at least try to see things from their perspective, making sure that you are not hitting below the belt by criticizing, by becoming defensive, right? By being nasty in your delivery. Like I say, you can deliver with kindness. You can have conversations, crucial conversations, critical conversations, emotionally charged conversations. You can have these kinds of conversations and deliver with kindness. And also it's not stonewalling or going into silent treatment mode. And so those are some of the things to really avoid when disagreeing or when fighting, so to speak, with anyone. And this applies in any relationship with a personal or professional. You can have disagreements without it costing you your most precious relationships, not just with other people, but also with yourself. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Di on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.